What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kind of Neat. Thank you for tuning in, as always. My voice is back this week, so my intro should sound a little more normal than it did. It took a while, though. Not going to lie. The older I get, the longer my voice stays blown out. Um, this week on the show, we have friend of the show, Travis Thompson. If you've been following along for a while, you might remember when we had Travis Thompson on back in 2017. I mentioned it in the show, and to be completely honest, at the time, I looked at it as like sort of a risky episode, a freebie episode, if you will. It was this dude who I had seen around on Instagram for a long time. He had DM'd me back in his teen years, sort of loosely in contact with me. He just happened to be in town because Macklemore had brought him on tour that year. And I said, oh, well, if you have a day off in L.A., Let's do something. Let's meet. And I looked at it as like, <laughs> this sounds so shitty if Travis is listening. I'm sorry. I felt like I was doing, you know, like a favor to the community. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, here, here's this dude. Like, this will be a cool thing where he can talk about how kind of neat, like, had influenced him. Such an asshole thing to say in hindsight. It is what it is. Like, that's that was my thought process. And then he got in front of the microphone and did a song called Need You. And it absolutely blew the fuck up. And that is now our second most watched video. That's always like neck and neck with our most watched video. It's between him and Ghostmane. Those two videos are always neck and neck. I think it has 28 million views right now. It'll probably be at 30 million by the end of the year. From that video, that song starts blowing up. It was also right after we had released that Cuco video, so the channel started getting a ton of traction in like Mexico City and Spanish-speaking countries. And then Travis came on, and our Spanish-speaking following just fucking embraced him as well. So that video is huge in Latin America. Song blows up on Spotify, he ends up getting courted by major labels and he signs with Epic Records. And I look at that as one of our success stories. I just think it's absolutely amazing that we helped something like that along, not taking credit for it whatsoever. He eventually would have gotten signed regardless. One of his videos would have blown up. I think that maybe helped kickstart the process. That's a big video. Not a lot of artists out there have a video with 30 million views, you know. He tells the story in this podcast of being in the major label system for a while, of releasing a record that didn't quite do what he wanted it to do, uh, having a bit of a spiritual crisis about it, trying to figure out what to do to make the things happen that he wants to happen. In doing so, sort of finds his way, is making what he considers to be the best music of his life now. And yeah, it's kind of like rejuvenated with everything. He's got a record coming out very, very soon. You know, he's one of those artists where you get a following that is very dedicated to you and sort of lovingly jibes and harasses you about like, when are you going to put music out? When's your music coming out? Oh, you never put music out. Where the fuck's the music? And I get it. That can seem like a great idea as a fan, but... I used to have a very, very small following like that that was, where's the music, where's the music, where's the music? And let me tell you, it doesn't help nothing. If anything, it makes the crisis that you're going through even worse. That's just personal experience. He might dispute that. Who knows? But uh, I'm sure that right now it feels great that he does have new music coming out. The single that he performed on the show, Crossfaded, is gaining a lot of traction right now. 
And I'm just really happy to have him back on the show. I look at him, whether he wants me to or not, as like my little brother. You know, he's my little brother. And I like to just give him little gentle punches on the shoulder like big brothers do. It's just really cool to see somebody who in the first time we spoke was like, yeah, you and your friends inspired me to do what I do. And now he's taking it so much farther than most of us ever did. That feels like legacy, I guess, whether anybody knows it or not. That's tight. In my life, we got pre-approved for a home loan and we started looking at houses. How crazy is that? It's going to be a long, arduous journey to find a house, but we went this weekend and looked at a few spots, nothing that was too realistic. There's one house that was a little out of our budget that we absolutely love, so I feel like that's going to be a thing. The ones that are in our budget all seem just ever so slightly too small, but I have faith. I'm an unwilling optimist. I didn't want to be an optimist. I used to be so cynical, but for some reason over the years, I've just grown into this person who believes, you know, everything's going to work out. It's going to be okay. You don't stress about it now because that doesn't help anything in the future. So, you know, I'm not worried about it. We're going to look at a bunch of houses and eventually we're going to find one and I'll finally stop just blowing my money, paying rent and I'll be investing in a property, which I think is in Los Angeles, a pretty smart investment, knock on wood. We took Ozzy with us, obviously, because my mom's gone. We don't have any helping hands now. He was an absolute angel. Threw him in the car at, well, gently placed him in the car at about 12.50 p.m. to go see houses between 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock. And that boy slept the whole time, getting him in and out of the car and putting him in my little Ergo Baby chest carrier. Kind of neat. Brought to you by Ergo Baby. Just kidding. Yeah, he stayed asleep the whole time. By the time we were at the third house, he got a wet diaper and had like a little minor freak out, but I just picked him back up and after changing him and fell right back asleep. So couldn't ask for a cooler, better baby. He's so smiley and uh, he's starting to like lift his head really high on tummy time now. I I don't know, man. I think this baby, he's getting it. He's, he's doing good. Everybody thinks their baby is advanced and so sweet and special and whatever. And I do too. So fuck it. I fucking think my baby is advanced and sweet and special. And I always tell him, oh, you're going to be so empathetic and you're going to be charitable and you're going to care about other people. And I don't want him to just think he's handsome. That's a given. Couldn't end up ugly with two beautiful parents. You know what I'm saying? That's a given. The rest is what you need to be. You need to be nice, kind, empathetic, caring, charitable. You know what I'm saying? That's the things that we that we care about. Uh, Anyway, yeah. House hunting is going to consume a lot of time this year. Hopefully we find something. We'll see. It's definitely not a buyer's market, as everybody knows. We're on uh, Mia's last month before she goes back to work from her maternity leave. I know I just said, oh, don't worry about the future type shit, but I'm a little worried about what the fuck's going to happen when she's back to work because it is a handful. You know, I think about it a lot. The benefit, of, I guess, or the privilege, I guess, of my brother having not left the home state and marrying a girl whose family is also in that state because not only does he have my mom to help, but he's also got her side of the family to help as well. And that just seems so amazing right now because Mia and I were both the type where we were like, okay, we're going to get out of our hometown. (laughs) 
we're going to move elsewhere. And so now it's just the two of us against the world type thing. And wow, would it be beneficial to have grandparents right down the street? That seems like such a blessing. That said, I would never fucking move back to my hometown. (laughs) So I'm constantly trying to convince my mom to move down here. July is going to be a rough month. We'll see what happens. It feels like we're finally starting to come out of that COVID fog too. You know, we went to some breakfast spots with the baby and he was cool at those places. Oh, it was my second anniversary, June the 1st. So we went out to like a fancy sushi dinner downtown and that was our, that was the last night that my mom was in town. So she babysat and we went out. Oh, this, oh, actually this is a fucking funny nightmare story. Downtown LA or I guess Los Angeles in general, just notorious for like bad parking situations. Downtown is no exception to that. There's street parking, but sometimes very difficult to find. There's garages all over the place. But what we just learned the hard way is that sometimes they're kind of weird. And so we park in this garage at 8 p.m. on a Tuesday night thinking, oh, this is just a fucking, you know, normal parking garage, $6 flat fee. Not seeing that there's this tiny little sign outside that says operations Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. I didn't see it listed anywhere inside and I didn't notice it outside until after we get back at 1030 from eating only to realize that our car had been locked in the fucking garage and that we were going to have to Uber back home. Not that big of a deal, but just a fucking pain in the ass, you know, because then you have to go back the next day and pick up your car, and hope that it doesn't, it didn't A, get towed, or broken into, or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean, like, it's just, it's a nerve-wracking feeling to be that far away from your vehicle, because we don't live close to downtown, but yeah, so anyway, that was like a shitty ending to a nice night, but now I've been married for two years, can you guys believe that, two fucking years, I'm really hitting my midlife, I don't want to call it a crisis because things are really good. You know, it's not a crisis, but it's just a midlife contemplation where I'm just like, wow, when did all of this, how did all of these things happen that I just was getting to a point where I wasn't sure any of them were going to happen. And now they've all happened. And here I am just so fucking normie now. That is the weird thing that I think all of our parents and every generation prior to ours has gone through that I'm going through now, which I stay... I try to stay very open-minded about rather than getting bitter about, and I talk about it all the fucking time, but it's just that thing of like, man, seems like just yesterday I was like this cool dude, (laughs) and now I'm just a fucking normal-ass middle-aged dude. How weird is that? Time just happens. Time just happens. And time happened with our guest today, Travis Thompson, who last time I talked to him on the show was a 20-year-old. Now that I've known him for all these years, to hear him say, oh, I'm only 24, it feels wild. It doesn't make any sense. He seems so much older than that in the way that he maneuvers. He's been working at rap music and poetry for so freaking long that it seems unbelievable that he's only 24. To be that much older than him but have this kindred spiritness with him is so weird to me as well. I hold a special place in my heart for Travis. I think he's just such a good kid, and I only want to see him win. And I'm so um, happy to have him on the show again. And I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. 
and go check out the video for Crossfaded. Without further ado, here's my episode with Travis Thompson. I always think about like, oh, Travis is in town. I should invite him over to the house and show him what adult living is like. But I'm like, ah, he's like a fucking mid twenties like dude who wants to do fun stuff, and I, that's not me. I'm half that. I'm half that, and I'm yeah. half not. But and also, I like I'm the king of inviting someone over, and then like thirty minutes after I invite them, I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. All right, there's company coming in a second. Fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, see, I'm I'm like. The first time in my life, I have a house that I really like, and I have space that I really like. I have furniture that I like. Hell I have a yeah. big TV. Like I'm like, yeah, life is cool, and my shit is like mad. I don't know, just in the pocket and normal. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm like, this is dope if people would just come hang hang out. But I feel like too aggressively normal. That that it's so normal that people are like, well, what are we doing here? And I'm like, what? You can't just like sit and chill and have a conversation and like, you know, I'll, I'll cook dinner. You feel me? No, like that's no, that's an ideal I, night. I, I fuck me. with that kind of shit. But I feel yeah, I do feel like it's it is aggressively normal where I'm like a lot of times in LA, I feel like if people think a get together is not in some way helping advance their their influence. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Then, then, it's then, it's, then it's pointless. That that's that's the feeling that I get. I, I wish I had the energy to make every single interaction like advance my career. Mm. But I feel like if I don't kick it around people who aren't in music, I'll lose anything that makes me tight. Who do you kick it with that's not in music? Everyone I live with besides my producer doesn't make music. You know what I'm saying? Like in I still kick. I kick it with friends who aren't free until five or six p.m. every single day. You, you know have, what I'm saying? You have roommates. Yeah. How many bro. roommates do you have? I four. I holy shit. But it's a it's a house with a front yard and a backyard and like. How many uh, bedroom spot? It's a four bedroom spot. So it's, it's me in and my Seattle. Girl. Yeah, in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's cool, man. I love it. I I'm I'm in like that space where I really really love it. But then I'll come out in the morning and be like, fuck, I can't do this anymore. And then by noon, I like smoke a blunt and eat a meal, and I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like I, I like having my friends here, but I know I'll get tired of it at some point. Are you guys uh, like kind of out in the woods in Seattle, or are you like in the city? Uh, so te- I mean, technically, it's outside of Seattle. It's where I grew up in Berrien. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's suburban. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we got a, got our own little space and neighbor. Honestly, it's a nice neighborhood, so it's tight. That's cool. And so your roommates have normal jobs. My yeah, my girl has a normal job. My uh, sister has a normal job. But I mean, oh, your sister lives there too. Yeah, man, keep yeah. it in the family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, she, I mean, she's cool as hell. She's an artist as well, but she works a normal job. And uh, my graphic designer, Mike, lives with me. And then Tyler Dops is who's my main producer. Lives so with. realistically, it's like family and other artists. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, well, I don't know, like, what's life like now that you're, like, signed to a major label? Like, you're on Epic's website next to, like, fucking Michael Jackson <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, it's, it's super dope. And it's super dope, but it's like, I... Like I said before, it's a it is a partnership, and I know every single kid says like, "Oh, I'm in a partnership. I'm not signed." Da, 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 da. Yeah. But I really feels like ours is kind of a partnership in the sense of like when I do radio promos, like yeah, they might set it up for me, but I rented the car myself. I got I drove myself there. I'm staying in Motel Sixes in like Allentown, Pennsylvania, by myself. You know How I'm, does it work if you're paying for the hotels and paying for the rental cars? Do you send them invoices and they reimburse you out of your? Yeah. It, yeah. So if I can. Prove that it is for for advancing the music that they put out in any way they they'll pay for it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'll go to a new city and if I'm doing music things that are pr- to promote the music, I can send the Uber, 
invoices and all that stuff. Yeah, and like, right. Yeah, and it's cool. Honestly, it's like it's 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 a it's a small team of uh, people that like are really I'm close with over at Epic, and they're cool as hell. And it's all love, and it's all good, and. Everything I ask for, I feel like it makes sense. So it's always usually love and yeses. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, cool. totally. Yeah. That's dope. That said, what I've noticed about your rabid fan base is that <laughs> there has become a meme about yeah. basically you not putting out music. Yeah, man. Do, I, does Epic have anything to do with that? I no. I wish I could get up here and be like, "Oh, the label's not letting me drop," because that would I don't know explain a little bit more. Yeah. But it really was just like I put out. Reckless Endangerment in uh, September of 2019. And then I was about to put out another record, like, right before tour. I was about to go on tour with George Waski. And then the whole pandemic happened. And then it just kind of, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to put out music now. You know what I'm saying? It had already been six months since the last one. I was like, okay, well, we're in a weird place. I'll just see what it's looking like, see what it's looking like. As I was seeing what it it was looking like, it wasn't looking tight. And also, I was, but I was musically getting better. You know what I'm saying? And it, because because of the, just, full transparency reckless endangerment just didn't do what i wanted it to do so it sent me into a whole spiral of like i gotta devote my life to this craft if i'm not writing this many songs a day i'm not doing if my friends aren't like this really reacting to these songs in a whole new way it's not tight and i just yeah it was super in my head for a whole year but well tell me about what you were expecting it to do i don't know i i wanted it i wanted to propel me into a place of like uh I don't know. The dream since I was a kid has always been to like sell out thousand cap rooms and have a a fan base that loves me and I can just like play in any city. In any city in America and put out records and feel like I'm being received and listened to or heard. You know what I'm saying? Like that's mm-hmm. always been the goal. I can't say like I I have all these extravagant things on my list, but yeah, maybe a, a gold plaque and then some thousand cap rooms being sold out. That's what I really wanted. Like that's all I've ever really wanted because that feels like the dream. That's since I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the and I'm sure when when I get there, it will be a whole new like laundry list of shit. Oh to yeah, deal with. I mean but, when you accomplish yeah, your dreams, yeah. new ones just pop up and you feel like you haven't accomplished shit. Yeah, that's for just sure. how it goes. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was funny. I, I remember last time I was here. I think you asked me, like, what's the void you're trying to fill? Oh, what's yeah. the thing you're trying to... And I was like, I really don't know. And now I'll, I'll like, think back on that shit, like, oh, my God. How how tight was that? How beautiful was that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God. I don't mean to sound jaded or nothing, but, like, it's, I just feel like I'm growing up and, like, I don't know. I'm learning a lot about myself. What have you learned about yourself? I don't know. Um, well, yes, you do. I think in the... I think in the, <laughs> I think in the time period that we've uh, spent not releasing music, I learned that a lot of my happiness relied too much on releasing music and too much on like people telling me the validation the validation and like people telling me they were proud of me you know what i'm saying because i've never been a good student i wouldn't like i all my natural talent in athleticism ran out at like 13 14 so it was just like i know because you hate baseball even though you were this great catcher we had that conversation no i feel like i was pretty i feel like it's pretty raw but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I was, for the long time I was always like a, a fuck up in everything that everyone else wasn't a fuck up at, but I excelled in other things I was interested in. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I might be like have like a 1.2 GPA not showing up, but I just did this cool poetry thing in the city and like all my friends came and it was like this cool thing and they're flying me out to go do poems in other cities. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was like I feel like a lot of my life was relying on validation of people saying they're proud and like I don't know. I feel like I had to like learn to not need that maybe to be proud of yourself to be, maybe to be proud of myself yeah are, I don't you, know. are you proud of yourself i guess i when i take steps back yeah i'll be proud of myself for like 30 minutes and then i'll like take the deep breath and be like oh, well it's not it's not this and but i can't Dog, do that i'm going through the same shit right now to yeah, be honest it's hard not to because it feels i don't know 
but my idols are like t- are like scared people who don't know anything. So you know what I'm saying? Like the people I look up to also have no clue what the fuck they're doing. So it's like I take solace in that, I guess. Like I don't know. I'm I'm at this phase in my life where like a lot of cool shit happened to me like 10 years ago and I'm getting very like <laughs> Al Bundy-ish, you know what I'm saying? Ah, I get you. It really fucking yeah. sucks. But but a lot of the people that I was doing the cool shit with 10 years ago, now they're like getting TV shows mm. and do, like doing like all this like crazy dope shit. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I have no idea. No, you know I, what I'm I mean, saying? I feel you. I feel you in the sense of like, I've, I feel like, I'm super new at this shit. And to anyone in the world, I'm like extremely new at this but shit. You've but you've been I've doing been, it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I like when we first when I first did this in 2017. That was when I was like the month I was living. That was like the first month of living off of music. Yeah, that was like extremely. And you didn't have barely any following at that that's, point. Uh, literally, yeah, yeah. It was like I just quit my job, but I had a few hundred thousand streams, so I could pay rent. I mean, I remember thinking like having you on the show was a risk of like. That's uh, funny. Yeah, no, I mean, no, you, yeah, you hooked it up, bro. You hooked it up. Yeah, no, for real. I remember. No, that. no, I mean, because I, I was just like, oh, this is a cool kid who's been following for a long time and is yeah. like super down. But I was like, but I don't know. He only has like 4,000 Instagram followers. <laughs> yeah, and then I was yeah, like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so no. now when I look at your phone, I'm like, oh my God, Travis is like legit famous now. Like, <sighs> Man, fucking, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, but... I, in your certain sect of yeah, the world. Yeah, you feel yeah, me? yeah. Thank you, bro. Thank you for real. And that shit, and that day was important for the whole journey, bro. For yeah, real, that shit yeah. kind of like, in a way, you know really? what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. I always wonder, like, having a, a a video that has at the time probably like 15 million views or something is what it like skyrocketed to really fast. Like, d- does that help you get in the door at labels? It helped me get in the door because it translated to Spotify. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Cause that, like, oh, because need you cause started. Need you like, started. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it was it was on the viral 50 in Mexico for a little bit. Like yeah. it did. Like I, I mean, honestly, it was some weird one-two punch where we put out Kuko's video, then we put out your Caliuchis video. Caliuchis before that. Well, Caliuchis was like three years oh, prior, but but um, those two, the Kuko one and your video, for some reason now our channel is like fully on Espanol. Like oh, dude, all my, the my comments. My life is on full Espanol since we shot that really? shit. Right? For real, it's and it, so wild. In the sense of like. When you go to my Spotify, it's the largest majority is Mexico, Mexico and South America, and then it's Seattle where I'm from, wow. and then it's like Denver and Chicago and LA. But it's like Me- Mexico cities and South American cities in the top ten before you even get like Seattle's like my number eleven or ten. Wow, you know I'm saying yeah, like, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, and that's where we sell out the biggest shows. I was so gonna say you, that's where you probably can do a thousand cap. That's yeah, the only place where I can do that. Yeah, so right now, but yeah, yeah. you could probably sell out what five hundred in LA. I bet in LA, I think Easy. we did like three hundred something when we were here. We did. Like four hundred something in Denver, though. I feel like you could sell out the Troubadour. I sold. 500. Oh, it was it was the one. I don't know. I can't. Damn it! I'm so trash. That's I don't. Okay. Know, I can't remember. Man, that's crazy. So Need You starts blowing up. Like, what is, does it hit? Like a bunch of millions on Spotify. Yeah, it gets a bunch of millions on Spotify, and um, from there, I was like, oh shit, we have a bunch of attention, and I think it translates well. Like that kind of taught me that it's like, oh, I look a little funny on. I look funny. And when I rap and impress people, it will work. Yeah. So I, I like it's the, double down on that. You have like the juxtaposition thing going yeah. on where it's like, oh, look at this guy. Oh, wait, what the fuck? Exactly. Exactly. So I doubled the fuck down on that. How so? What do you and mean? I, because that's right after that, I, I was on tour with Macklemore and then we hopped off and then it was my first time. Was, I was like freshly into being a rapper. Yeah. So it was um, me and Tyler got together and we made this mixtape called you good yeah and i made like a video for every single song on it with my friend dylan fout and we made like a whole film and yeah so i really just like doubled down on shooting videos for every single song so, so people knew every, what you so look people like. knew what i look like and also just to like 
because that made our YouTube following go up. So yeah. I was like, okay, we just have to attack YouTube in a stupid way. Yeah, because you guys are all then all your videos are hitting millions too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And from there, it was just like we release you good, and then once we release you good, is when labels started talking to us. And yeah, what does that look like? Do a bunch of them start hitting you up? It's it no, it's like one person sends an email from this one, yeah, and then a person from a different kind of department at a different label sends one, and is like, oh, we will, you want to meet this guy at a bar in LA and go kick it? Yeah, and then another. We really only got hit up by like three or four, but then. After you sign, you learn how many people wanted to sign you and didn't say anything. Mm, like, sure. I'll, like yeah, like I'll go to a listening party now, and then people in in like Atlanta or L.A. or New York or something, people will be like, "Oh, dude, dude, I, shout out to Epic over there because I remember, I remember we were going to da da da." Yeah, right. I'm, like, that's I've never, cap, I'm fucking just met you right now. Yeah, that's about? that shit is cap. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that, that's that, like when you say, "Oh man, fucking yeah, big fan, bro. I've been listening to you since so and so," and it's like, well, I mean, I know one song. Yeah, like, yeah, no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So that's yeah. So it was a lot of that, but. It was cool. It's just people emailing, and it's not like I was like I had a stupid song going. I had a song doing really well organically. Yeah, that's and we had, all our shit was organic in the sense of like my numbers weren't crazy, but my uh, interaction was crazy, like higher than other kids because it was like a real genuine the percentage of people yeah. interacting with your shit. Like your metrics as far as like they Instagram made they translated activity. and made more sense than other kids. Because some kids just have a song and it kind of translates to their social right. interaction. But we had a hell of social interaction and it was kind of translating to songs because, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, it's yeah. organic. And I mean, yeah, you had, you had like cool. real followers. That's real, fo- let, real yeah, followers. Yeah, exactly. Real followers. Yeah, yeah. And like real kids. Like we sold out a movie theater for the little film. Yeah, we did, that was dope. I remember and like, that. yeah, dude. It was, yeah, so we had, a, we had a whole little wave going in Seattle and we were doing things that like no, I felt like no one from Seattle had done yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From there, though, it was, it was, uh, Start started talk doubling down on freestyles. Once we met the label, that was when we were able to like get into like media things, and then from there, shit kind of kept Radio spiraling. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. right. I have to wonder, like. I look at you as like an indie artist that happens to have a lot of appeal. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like an album artist, per, uh, okay. maybe. But yeah. I, I could be completely wrong. Like when you sign to a label like Epic, are they like, "Yo, where's the hit record?" Um, I think on the on the under, they're like that. On the under, they're like, well, "This kid has map potential and an organic following." So it's almost like if he just stays consistent at what he's doing right now, so one of them's got one catch. of them's got to catch. I think that was everyone's kind of a yeah idea but you never hear stuff when you turn to music like uh hey the single's not here yet i kind of wish it was blunt honestly like that sometimes yeah. but a lot i feel like a lot of times you you have to gauge just reactions in general like uh like because nobody's wanting to step on your toes or hurt yeah your no one wants to, no one wants to be like okay well this is dope but this will be this and then the next thing is gonna have to be this if this is what we're gonna do now yeah you know what i mean and uh so yeah, that was a learning process too of like learning the the game of it all. And yeah, that that is that does happen. And it but it's good though. It's like duh, you don't sign to a label to not make hits. Like right. if you're out here like trying to sign to a label to like stick to exactly what you want to do and think you your fans exactly are going to want, it just then you're playing the wrong game. Yeah, right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like if you sign to a label, it's like yeah, people should be asking you where the hits are because it's like you signed to get some bread. You made a business partnership. What What do you think is going to happen? Like, right. So, like, yeah, that hap- That definitely came. And, but I also have to just, I'm learning to be more honest about myself, honest with myself about if I feel like something has legs to be a hit or not. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because a lot of times I'll be like, oh, this is fire. This, and the, If I listen to this in the background, it sounds like a hit song, but it's like, it's so much that goes in, and like granted, I don't have a hit song, you know what I'm saying. So it's yeah. like I feel like I'm talking out of my ass, but like, no, of course, I'm gen- I genuinely feel like we have records now on this new album that are gonna like do something, and 
and I and I feel it from the reactions because it's like a year ago the label wasn't doing all this that they're doing now, and I I don't think it's and I'm not saying that to like they oh they weren't doing it, but it's like the music didn't need everything that it needs now because it didn't have those legs. I felt like it needed right right. You know what I mean? So they're starting to see this potential, like oh maybe there is a hit here. Yeah, like, I mean they always saw that potential. Yeah, I'm not trying to like not nah, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like yeah, no, I feel the you. The music yeah. that you've turned in, they're like oh maybe there's one here. Is yeah, you thing? feel me? And I I knew that from the like, from the from like beginning of 2020 because we started making songs that like before I even got to the label my friends were like holy shit holy shit because music has always been like like oh yeah our friend Trav's a rapper but that's kind of his thing like I don't, yeah. they don't they don't play my shit at parties they don't like, you know what I'm saying it's yeah. kind of like it was just this cool thing I got to do they're and like, like yo turn that off there's bitches here exactly you know what I'm saying bro Liter- yeah. literally <laughs> but uh, n- we started making music in 2020 that like or at the end of 2019 too that was they're like yo put on Travis there's bitches here (laughs) yeah that and (laughs) and also just like like, yeah no I remember playing a song called Dead Prezies and it like made all my friends stand up and be like holy shit bruh like we we're we're proud you know what I'm saying like because normally my homies are like that shit cool bruh that's cool and they're they're very like I don't know kind of nonchalant about this shit but we started making music. Because they don't want to seem like they're on your dick because you're their homie. And exactly. Shit. And also because they're just real too. They're real yeah. in the sense of like, bro, too many syllables. You be rapping too much, bro. Yeah, Stop yeah, that yeah. shit. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But now we're making records, I feel like. So people are, my friends are like excited as fuck. And that's what translates into like, like the label doing more shit. But then that also comes with like, if the label believes in your song, it's going to take three months longer than... Yeah. Than you than it would have if they didn't really believe in it. Right. Totally. Because now they've got to set up the whole machine behind and it. Now they got to set up the whole machine behind it, and now it's like, oh shit, we can we really have like a stake in this? Uh, are we really? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. Now we have a horse in this race. A horse in this race. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But then you start to deal with all that of like the, of the is this taking long because they don't, or is this take, is this da da da? Am I take? Do, should I take longer? Do I need to keep progressing? Are they? Yeah. Am I like I got a couple records, but are they not telling me this or that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's a lot of just being in my head in a pandemic ain't good for that. But, of course not. But it made the music like a million fucking times better. So let, let me ask you this: I, I know that you're half native, half Mexican, right? Half native, half white. Oh, you are half native, half white. Yeah, half native, okay. half white. Yeah. You consider yourself white passing. Yeah. yeah for like sure. like people think of you as a white rapper, right? Yeah. Have you ever noticed cuz I I think about this a lot that on the Billboard charts there always seems to be room for only one white rapper at a time? <laughs> I mean, and, yeah, and like kinda. right now it's like Jack Harlow, right? Yeah. Cuz I think about uh, you know, ever since 1999 when Eminem dropped that you had Eminem and then you had like uh, Bubba Sparks for a little bit, and then you had yeah. Then you had Paul Wall for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Then, and then maybe MGK for like a month. Yeah, no, I feel you. I you know feel what I'm you, saying? And so, and so right now it's like Jack Harlow. Yeah. I always wonder, like, do you ever feel any pressure? And I, I feel, I think the answer is no from what you just told me. But like from the label to be like, well, Jack Harlow's doing this. Maybe we should try that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hundred percent, bro. Like yeah. for the longest time, like. Me and Jack had the we're like each other's Spotify's most listened to artists or the most. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. We were like we. So I've known about Jack and he's known yeah. about me forever because we were like each we were on each other's Spotify. Did you see the video where he shouted out Knocksteady? No, he shouted out. Oh, did he did a he did one of the, the Duke did, Westlake. He did the Duke Westlake. Yeah, I mean everyone did. Did you Duke do the Duke Westlake? Hell yeah, did. Oh, I, I don't know. think it's on the internet, but oh, I yeah. did a Duke Westlake. Yeah, was he, he was like yeah. shout out Knocksteady, shout out Dumbfound. Nah, I was what like, I'm holy saying, shit. bro, we're cut from a similar cloth of this internet shit. But yeah, bro, like yeah, definitely, especially. I remember I went to the studio and uh, someone was like, oh, dude, Jack caught one before you. And I was like, 
Bro, I, yeah, but I, like, we're rocking with him. What's the response? We yeah. see him on Hot 97. That's the homie. Like, yeah. it's not. It's all love. You know what I'm saying? Well, because like, and that's the thing is is that I feel the same way. It's just that he caught one before you did because I've always felt like it's inevitable until you, until I mean, yeah. one of those works. You know what I mean? Yeah, like until yeah. something catches on. Because it was the same with him. I've known about Jack Harlow for six years. That's what now. I'm saying, bro. He's been at it for a I, long I've fucking known, time. I've known about about Jack he Harlow before me. almost as long as I've known about you. Probably. Yeah, you know nah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, tried to have him on the show probably back in like 2000. I think I have emails with his manager from 2016. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, he's been at it for a long time. I and mean, he's one of those kids who's so smart, you don't have to worry about him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I definitely feel like that. And But it's a, it's a good thing, bro. Like, yeah. well, one, we're on two different journeys. Like, I think Jack is like a full-blown star. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I don't know if I have the aspirations to be full-blown star. Maybe that'll bum out like the, the label people listening. Yeah. But like, I, I, I definitely, I feel like I want to carve out a little bit of uh i don't know more it's just a different lane than than the full-blown rap star if that makes sense like i would love to be a rap star you know what i'm saying i'm not and i'm gonna make records that contribute to that dream of being a rap star but at the same time i'm not gonna compromise who the fuck i am i was gonna say like i think um yes jack harlow at this point is a full-on like pop culture star it seems it's right there's like people like russ who are probably just as big as him but they're just not as much in the pop culture like yeah, forefront no, yeah no who still have huge, i mean there's songs there's songs that were just as big as what's popping yeah in rap but they're not regarded in the same way jack is yeah, right now because right. he's like a, a figure in this shit so it's like i I just need i just would love to have fans and Your songs that following. work bro like yeah. and i want to make music with the producers i grew up listening to and loving and i want to make tapes with rappers that i've yeah. like i fuck with for real and i'm like i don't know i yeah i want to be mad prolific with this shit i don't have any like desire to like run the summer yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. have any, like, I don't know. I don't want to be a movie star. I'd love to be in a couple movies, but I want to be a movie star. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always thought you don't look at it as a sprint. You look at it as a marathon. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that exactly. you are in it for the long run, you know? And, and But it is good to have those, like, it is good to get insecure in the sense of, like, oh, fuck, I don't got hits because it made me fucking better. Like, like seeing Jack's Ascension definitely kicked my shit into yeah. gear a little bit. Oh, yeah, Macklemore was one of the white rappers for a minute. Yeah, that's and a before fact. him yeah. was g Easy for a while, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, nah. it's, There's always only, only one at a time. And I guess really the reason I'm asking that question is because I'm like, Maybe you're the next one after Jack. You I know mean, what I'm yeah, shit, maybe I, you're the next one after I, Jack. Shit, I hope so, bro. Shit, yeah, I mean, yeah, man. I, if that's the case, let me get a feature afterwards, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah, I got you. Stop <laughs> fucking around, bro. You know I got you. But um, yeah, man. I don't. It's so yeah. I definitely do feel that pressure, but it's a good thing. Like I don't try to like get bummed. If you get bummed on yourself, like. That's that's what you're gonna do naturally. Comparisons are gonna happen all day long. But like, I wake up every day with a with a with a good fucking life, and I'm getting so much better at music. And shit is like constantly getting way more lit and on the up and up. It's so it's like, yeah, man, it's it's cool, man. I'm good. Good segue. Why why are you getting better at music? What do you think changed? Man, what the real change was is I think I came into music being a writer or feeling like I was a writer, not like a songwriter, like a legitimate like poet or something you know what i'm saying like i would feel like okay these are the words i'm gonna put on this beat not even like say spiritual miracle lyrical shit but like i felt like more of like a, okay this is this this is this song that's gonna contribute to this on my album that's contributing to this as an overall like i was just overthinking the shit yeah and then as i started making music and becoming a musician and playing shows and like traveling and i don't know i just feel like i became 
I became more of a musician. You know what I'm saying? I become someone like I remember. I when I was first making music, I'd be at the studio all week, and then I like I'd be like, oh fuck music. I'm gonna listen to podcasts all week. I don't need music in my life. That shit's annoying. Like it's annoying. And then I kind of had to start rejecting that because I'm just like, no, like. You are a rapper. You are a musician. If you want to be great, if you want to have hit songs, if you want to do this shit, you have to fully immerse yourself in the idea of music. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, even if I don't want to listen to music now, I will throw that shit on. And it's and I learned that it's, I, start, I started understanding what people were getting from my music the, the more I fell in love with being a musician instead of just being a writer. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I, I like... I don't know. I started to learn that like I, I be fucking depressed as hell, and then I, I throw on all black new tape, and I'm I'm not. It's, it's over. The, I'm over that shit in 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like understanding like music on a deeper level now, and it forced me to like one up the shit I was trying to say, and like not even trying to like bar out, but just like saying more. Just cooler shit and more important shit, more shit that speaks to... Saying more with less. Saying more with less. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to... Like, like I just did. I don't have to... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have to, like... It's just... Yeah, it's a lot to get people to subscribe to you as a character rather than as a good song. So I just wanted to be someone who made good songs. I mean, part of the trick of being a, you know, a pop culture figure is that you need to really portray who you are as a human not just yeah. what your songs are most definitely and I exactly. think that's the thing that works for every one of those white rappers that gets their, <laughs> their chance yeah. in the spotlight it's yeah. like they show who they are as a, as a person with their raps and not just that like they are lyrical miracle spiritual cheerios you know yeah. what I'm saying and it yeah and I, I never was and it's, that that's from, hard to do that I never was that fully and I don't want to speak like, no, like my music was that because my biggest it's songs not, are like melodic I like I know, eh. I know. But, you, but you feel me in the sense of uh, but I know also that you like I know that definitely you are a rapper's rapper where you think about schemes and you think about like bar yeah. placement and pockets and like yeah oh but, I, that doesn't have enough rhymes but, like, but th- now I'll make the conscious decision that it's like if I'm going that route then that's what I'm that's what we're doing with this song yeah if and then I'm fully devoted to making the idea like the craziest rap shit ever yeah but if we're if you're making a song then you're just I'm making going a with song that like yeah because my girl that's a bad reference because my girl likes all kinds of music but if like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes she's just not trying to hear none of that shit. So, I don't know. I'm just learning more about how people receive music, and it made me a way better musician. Man. I always talk about how my wife is a better A&R than me because I can listen to shit that I love, and she'll be like, what is this? And then I yeah. can listen to something where I'm just listening to it. Once she goes, what is this? Yeah, And, and yeah, it's just yeah. the tone of how she says, what yeah. is this? Where I'm like, oh, this is something that a lot of people are going to like because she ha- just has a great ear, you know? No, exactly, yeah. bro. And it's because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like women are more connected to the feeling that music gives them. I just I don't yeah no maybe it just goes to them being more empathetic so they just get it more I don't know something I yeah don't know. I mean a woman's intuition you know what I'm saying yeah literally there yeah. you go so w- what does the process look like of getting better as a songwriter do you Man. edit more or do you edit less do you so really when the whole pandemic happened yeah. I like locked myself in in the sense of just at my own computer I didn't lock myself in the studio because shit was pretty shut down yeah. but um I just wrote a shitload of songs I got obsessed with being a prolific person who had a million songs who wrote a single song every day. And when like, you say wrote and write, do you literally write stuff down or do you type stuff or do you just kind of memorize it? I type stuff in like in, type my, stuff, no- yeah, in your notepad. Stuff, in okay. my notepad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like to, I like to, um, I like the MacBook in front of me. T- I like to stand because I like to write while I stand up. Okay, yeah. So because I, I just walk it's around the room desk. and kind of like try to feel yeah. it. 
and yeah, I'll just I'll walk around the room like mumble, and then I'll go back to my computer, type something, and okay, go, yeah, and then just walk yeah. around like that. Because I, I, when I was writing a lot more, I remember if I was uh, if I was actually writing or typing, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. I, I would find myself like looking at the words visually and trying to add in more fucking rhymes no, of yeah. like, wait, oh, this line, there's that syllable, and I, and this word is a synonym of that, yeah. and I can make that rhyme with this, and and then all of a sudden I've got like total lyrical spiritual miracle exactly shit. and when you can look at it in front of you too you're like you almost want to make it a poem that looks good on paper right. too so you're like yeah you're not even contributing to the vibe of the song at Wh- that point. which is why all of my best songwriting happened when i would just drive around without being able to look at my phone and then i would and i would <laughs> yeah. just memorize lines and i and i would really let the beat take it to the, where it was gonna bro, go the, the best songs are the ones you like look up and you're just like oh shit it's done yeah exactly you know what i'm saying and oh yeah even if that like, took six hours because a lot of, a lot of times you're like a lot of t- even the songs that I feel like just kind of happen yeah. are the ones that I'm like I'll be like oh shit I'm writing this and then I look up and I'm like oh fuck five hours have happened yeah, but it yeah. didn't feel long at all nah. it just, the song just kind of happened and I was yeah. devoted to an I so wrapped up in the idea that it just like felt really quick right. those are the best songs but, right for yeah, sure yeah. I mean so what's the process look yeah, like yeah yeah keep going it just it looks like so you're locked in your room then yeah locked in my room and you're writing what hundreds of songs dozens of songs we, I think we wrote over and I, I want to say that I f- fully fleshed out 150 songs but it's wow. like 150 ideas sketches yeah like, I, like at least a verse or like a verse and a hook or yeah. like a whole song or like just one hook and a beat like yeah I just felt like I had to get it all out I just feel like I have to shed my whack and I still feel like I have that but yeah yeah, yeah. Um, do you know the, the jazz term shed mm-mm because you just said shed my whack, but what jazz musicians used to do is very similar to what you're describing. When they were trying to get better and learn more, they would shed, right, or woodshed, which means they would lock themselves into a room and practice. Like you, like you would lock yeah. yourself in a woodshed and not come out for like a year, no, and then when yeah. you come out, you've just leveled up. And it sounds like while you were shedding your whackness, you were also woodshedding. You know? What yeah, no, nah, yeah, and also just life happened, and I had to grow up a little bit, and like. Yeah, just I learned a lot about myself having to be locked inside and like feeling like I wasn't meeting my own expectations. Why? And, how, why did you have to grow up? What? Why did life happen? I don't know. Just different things with family. Me trying to be a good dude. Being I'm like twenty four, about to be twenty five, and like you're only twenty four. Yeah, I'm twenty four. I'm be twenty five at the end of the year, and uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting to an age now where I'm like I'm like losing. I'm beginning to lose touch, so I'm feeling that salt. Like people are giving me that saltiness. Yeah. And like and it's and it's hard too when you're so down on yourself and then someone like hits you up and then is giving you a crazy attitude like you're a star and it's like, bitch, I hate myself. How yeah. are you gonna put this on me today? Right. It was a lot of that shit. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. For like a whole year of like I don't know, and I don't want to get too dark with it. No, but... the w- the worst is when somebody goes, "Oh, Mr. Big Time," when you're like in a depressive state bro, and you like want to like, fucking bro. Like, I've, feel been, suicidal I've been and on shit. the phone all day with my manager trying to like get through some shit, and then like I go to the store and the kid's like, "What the fuck, bro?" Yeah, and it's like, bro, I know you're just trying to show me love right now, but it's like it's a lot for me. Yeah, and I, I don't want to I don't want to act like like I'm so famous that it's such like a ooh, yeah. what was me type yeah, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'm I I'm you. still doing all right, but I'm saying, but it was a lot of. Yeah, I started drinking too much, and it was just yeah, it was a it was a little bit of uh, a few few shitty months. But yeah. they made me like. Did you sober good. up? Good, not in sober up, oh. but I'm. <laughs> no, nah, I nursed the hangover this Fuck morning. That shit. Oh yeah, you just talked. <laughs> I nursed about the that. hangover this morning, but I, I definitely not doing what I was last year. Like I would just be like blacked out playing video games with my friends, like, and they'd be like, "Yeah, Travis, you were." really annoying and that shit wasn't that fun so you were having a hard time and so you were like sh- you were woodshedding to wood like shedding kind and like, of like and also wrapped up in my own that. like oh this is the part of my life where i 
drink myself into depression and like, like write Kerouac a million songs and, a day yeah. and like I don't know I was definitely obsessed with the idea of like I don't know that which but that's so fucking corny so I'm not trying to like no but that's you know real though like, I mean I think a lot of my early works I would talk about how much I drink because I felt like talking about how much you drink showed showed like maturity how, and coolness no well no like how troubled you or like how you're yeah a, yeah and that's how, what I'm saying yeah, yeah how you're yeah. like a, a troubled artist you know like yeah exactly you got turbulent thoughts and stuff exactly like, and like and yeah I definitely indulge in that and maybe still do to an extent but um it's just not it's cool it's just it's it's so cliche that i'm like over i don't want it like being like oh yeah i signed to a label and the first album didn't do what i want so yeah. i started drinking myself and being an asshole like that's so boring you yeah. know what i'm saying so i that's eminem's career path oh damn but like you know what i'm saying bro <laughs> yeah. like and that, that's way more than eminem's career path that's everybody that's hell of people's career path so i was like i can't do that so i was like fuck it i signed to a label I'm so in deep in this dream and like that it's like the only thing I can do is kind of like boss up and be like, all right, stop. like you're first off, you're fucking fine. So get out of your own head. And two, it's like if you really want this shit, come with some slaps, come with some songs that are going to make people move. And like, like, I don't know, make songs that people are going to be like, oh, yeah, Travis is from Seattle because like people People, I, I get love out there, but I still want people to, I, I want the proudness to shine a little more. I want people to be like, nah, Travis is really this, and these songs are hard, and they we fuck with him out here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we sell the more tickets out there than anywhere else in the world, and I'm like, I'm one of the only artists who can sell a certain amount of tickets in the city, but I still want, I, I don't know, I, I want the city to love me, and I want the, the region to be proud of me, and I feel like I contributed to like I have something. an idea. All right, stop me if this is crazy. Yeah. You make a nine-track EP, right? Okay. The first song title starts with an S, the second one with a T, and then all the way down the list to where you read it down and it says Starbucks. Because you got me so fucked Starbucks up. Starbucks started in Seattle, right? <laughs> yeah, it did. That's not where I thought that was going. <laughs> I thought it was at least going to be like Seattle, but you put it said Starbucks. <laughs> I just fuck with you. Nah, man. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. What was, was the question? My I don't know. You got all serious, and I'm like, yeah, Starbucks. Yeah, my, no, my fault. I'm no. trying to keep you lighthearted because no, you're, you're good. You're good. I, you're over here treating me like a therapist, baby. My bad. Is that? Uh, fuck, I'm my kidding. Bad. That's what yeah. I do. That's what I do. Yeah. No, I don't know. Because just... now that I, well, I, for for one, I didn't realize our age difference was that crazy. I thought for some reason you were like 26 or 27. I didn't realize mm. that you're 24. What? How old were you with the first time you came in here? 20? Something like that. Because I turned 21 on that tour. That is wild. Yeah. Wow. So now that I know that I'm like a full almost 16 years older than you because I'll be 40 in July now, now that I'm a dad yeah I'm feeling very daddish like I'm I'm giving you like you're like please uh, father let me talk to you I'm I like, guess that's fine. I guess so man I get that that's the vibe I'm putting out man yeah. I but I'm yeah no, I'm just trying to be vulnerable because I I don't know and also I, could, I consider you a friend so yeah, I'm just being, thank you, being real, I, this is how I deflect when things get serious is I start making jokes because I'm like don't let me start crying. I, yeah, that's Don't funny. let me start I, crying. And I guess maybe too, I'm overcompensating for the fact I think back on the last one and I was so like, like I've never listened to the last one again. I I haven't listened. I always listen to like an interview one time through. Yeah, right, right. And then I'll, I went back to it and then I remembered I got to that part where I, you asked me that question and I was like, oh, what the fuck, man? That's so lame. Like kids need to know what void I'm trying to fill. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. or like at least that would help some. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
yeah, I guess so. Maybe I came back on here ready to be like the first interview that I asked you. What void are you trying to fill? Yeah, that's crazy. That that's such a fucking snarky question. What a dickhead I am. But uh, <laughs> but also like uh, I mean, it's why? Real, what, though. What, why? What was your response? You're like, I don't have. A I was void. like, I just went. I don't know yet. I oh, don't know. I don't know. And you're oh, like, okay. Oh, okay, word. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just uh, maybe I came back ready to like let it all go. And I think that <laughs> then I was like just starting to get out of my like trying to fill my void with rap shit. So I was always trying to ask people as though I was holier and wiser than thou Mm. like oh you know you're only doing this because you have a deep void and you're seeking a validation and (laughs) like your parents probably you think your parents don't love you and that's why you're doing this (laughs) like that that, that was my shit but really I look back at questions like that and I go oh that was Lee being like jealous of like youth and excitement Mm. you know what I'm saying I get what you're saying I mean that's real too that's all that is yeah yeah but I don't know. I, so yeah, if it gets deep, my, if it gets deep, my bad. Nah, bro. We're good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, the question that I was going to ask you, as you are locking yourself in a room and you say you have 150 sketches, right? Of, yeah. Of of songs or ideas, some completed, some uncompleted. Tyler's your producer, yeah. Mm-hmm. How many fucking beats is he sending you to get 150 songs? And or Dude, are you seeking makes, other people too? Other people are working on it too. So I'm when I'm in Seattle, I'm working either with Tyler Dobbs or with Budo. Nemus. Or with Budo, yeah, I made I made a bunch of songs with Shut Budo. Up. Like that's my homie Josh. For, I was just seeing him the other day when I was, uh, when I'm. I haven't seen him. Josh in fucking years, but I love that guy. Like that's no, I that's, love that guy. That's that's the homie, bro. Like I met him on the Macklemore tour. I mean, I met him before that, but we became homies on the Macklemore tour on that first one. Yeah, I mean, he's always saw something in me and like made an effort to let me know that he sees something. And like, yeah, man, he's the coolest fucking dude. During that time, when like more in the summertime we locked in and we for like a month we got together like at least a few times a week and made songs nice and it was really cool because he's in like because he's in like a big pop record lane too like he makes he makes joints you know what i'm saying like records so it's like when i go to his house it's like he he makes me tea and he's like all right bro like let's work on making hits you know what i'm saying and like and granted none of those like i feel like he's the type of make you do yoga before you guys start recording your shit oh dude he's so dope he'll like He'll he'll make me tea and then kind of like gauge how I'm feeling, and then we'll work off how I'm feeling. Yeah, and it's really nice, bro. It's like I and we he works at like 10 a.m. too, so he, that's really nice. Yeah, he is like an extremely empathetic, like damn near oh, psychic such, type dude. So, exactly, bro. He's that dude, and, but it's so nice too because it's very. It's the most egoless uh, music you can make. That's it's, tight. Yeah, it's really cool. And I guess I the reason I ask like how many beats is he pumping out is because oh, like, yeah. you know, I still quietly work on music with mark but he and i are very like out of sight out of mind a lot of time like Mm -hmm. like every once in a while we'll just kind of hit each other up like hey working on anything well kind of here listen to this oh here's something that i did type shit but it's like one of those things where I, I need to hear like ten beats before i pick one or maybe 20 beats before i pick one does that make sense like yeah nah i it was hard for me too because a lot of for the beginning of the come up it was like all my beats were on YouTube or I just wrote over whatever was sent to me like yeah. I'm just gonna work with whatever it was sent to me yeah. so yeah like it was dealing with having Tyler have to send a lot of packs or be like hey dude you sent two packs but I can't I can't figure out nothing we're just gonna have to link up and cook from scratch yeah. but he's also like we're in a different place now too where he works with a lot of loop makers so it's like oh, he's yeah. so he has like if he has a solid foundation to like build something off of like we can get a night he can get a beat done in like 45 to an hour yeah and then i all i need is like the melody of loop to write over so yeah. so yeah so he's pumping out a shitload of beats and also though i just i was like all right it's time to make fucking records so my a r at epic germain and benner i'm also my manager were f- fully in pack mode from every producer yeah so i was getting like 
Jetson sent a pack, and like yeah. we had all these crazy like yeah we had a bunch of producer packs and they, they, granted Jetson probably doesn't even know he he sent Travis Thompson a pack it's right. like label shit you know what I'm right, saying of but course. that's where those beats were coming from is like half packs from the label being like hey yo this is an artist check him out if you fuck with it send a pack yeah. half of that and half of me and Tyler being like and when when the label's like yeah send him a pack they're gonna send a pack because they're like oh maybe maybe I get a fucking maybe, check yeah. off this yeah especially if you're not popping popping there it's it's almost like a oh maybe I'll get a couple thousand bucks in a few months hedging a bet type you thing. know what I'm saying yeah. like literally just getting it out there yeah right right so yeah, that's where all the beats were coming from is yeah. like packs and but also and I came here in August of 2020. Yeah. And we I worked with hella producers and like a bunch of cool people, so yeah. Have you um gotten starstruck by any producers that have sent you packs or star starstruck by any producers I that was, have been in Yeah, the I had two sessions like in August when we were here. It was just like it's hard, bro. Like I'm such a Chuck English fan. Oh yeah. And but he's like the homie now and it was just he was just the homie and we made a couple songs, but then I listened to the songs and I'm like, You sound like a nervous little bitch. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. or like I'll listen to like the song we went to Scott Storch's house and then oh, it's, yeah. and like he's the coolest fucking dude oh, yeah. ever. You posted pictures of that, didn't you? Oh yeah, hell yeah. I posted pictures of both of them shits. What? How was it working with Scott? It was crazy, bro. Like yeah. we put up to the house and I and he let me bring like all my people's, like all my all my homies. So yeah. this is during the pandemic? I mean I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just the rap game. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no I'm yeah. not gonna do that. I'm not. Did gonna you do catch that. COVID? But, no, I did not. Me neither. I did not. No, like, I didn't catch anything from like recklessly moving in music. And granted, that month, that one month was like, all right, I have, I want to get this out. So I took that. It is what it is. But yeah, yeah. anyways, I pull up to, I pull up to Scott Storch's house, and uh, he lets us in, like, gives us drinks, and like, gives us a shitload of free weed. He's giving us like a tour, and then like, he's like, all right, you ready to mix music? And then. We we're like, yeah, and then he sends all the homies to his backyards, and but it's like you could, a big window, so you can. I'm seeing all my homies like kick it by the pool. They're like and playing like, with jet skis. And yeah, the pool like and I'm shit. seeing my girl <laughs> talk to like like Scott Storch's people, and it's just yeah, it was just it's, it was a trip, bro. And then I'm sitting in this room, and then he's like, he just cooks up, and then he goes, all right, yep, you want to write? And I'm like, cool, yeah, sure. And you know what I'm saying? And especially because I'm so like starstruck, and I'm so like I don't have like I'm not a popping artist, so it's like I don't even hunt want to say like oh no could you do this could you do this could you do this you know what i'm saying like because i don't know i just feel i don't want to be that guy i mean that's like a one of was one of my biggest fears like uh if if ever i would have gotten in your position like writing in front of somebody on the spot over a beat that i thought was like not my style would have been a fucking nightmare for me and that's and that's what all of 2020 was yeah you know what i'm saying for me which which was great and it made me grow but like anyways yeah so i'm sitting there and he just cooks up and he goes, yep, you ready to write? And I was like, yeah, sure. He goes, all right, everyone out. So they all leave the room, and I'm sitting there just, like, the beat's on loop. I'm watching, like— Is he bobbing his head and shit, like, sitting there? Like, yeah, no. Hey. Oh, it, dude, it's so legendary, dude. He, like, he's got his glasses on, the join in. He's playing yeah. the keys. He's yeah. got Illa next to him who made the drums, like, mm. on spot right mm. there. And then they let me write. They all walk out. And I'm, like, looking through the window. They're all, like, kicking it outside. And then I'm, like, trying to write. And then fucking, like, Vitali, the YouTuber, comes in with a Capri Sun. He's like, hey, how you doing? You writing? And I'm like, what the fuck is happening in my life right now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and then I'll listen to those songs. And I'm like, yeah, I wasn't going to make a hit song doing that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or like being so like, but I will say like that shit made me better. Like I, there's, there's not a lot of 
you know what I'm saying? I've, I've, I've been starstruck by the producer now, so it's like, yeah. I don't got you don't got time to do that shit twice now. Yeah, at yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? So Did you and Chuck cook up anything good? Yeah, me and Chuck cooked up a song that, like, yeah, I think if I work on and get... He came hard. So if I work on the... If I work on my shit, yeah, it's a slap. You know Chuck was the second ever guest on this show? That For I, real? Yeah, second I, ever. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. He's yeah, the no. first performance ever, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. a legend, bro. And he's just the homie, man. Like, that was more of, like... Just us becoming... Yeah, like, he just seems like a cool motherfucker. He's a cool motherfucker, bro. Like, I, I've never been the type... You're one of the few people that I've actually texted with after I've done an interview with, because usually mm-hmm. I'm just like, I do these interviews, and then I'm like, I'm never going to hit you up again because I don't want to be like a bugaboo. But if people yeah. hit me up, I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, I hit you up before this shit, though. Way yeah. back, yeah, so... Well, you, you were like 13, you, too. You earned so, all the right. Yeah. I know. I, it's funny because I'm like, oh, Travis is so big now, but I still look at you as like, shut up, little brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, but that's, that's how it should go. Like though. the other night when we were talking about Philippe's versus Coles and you said, this shit's, this shit slaps. I was about to text you back and be Food like, don't slap. I was about to say that. I know. I, I was about to be like, hey, I was, I was like typing and then I was like, nah, I can't, I'm not going to send him like this. Yeah, no. But I was about to be like, food does not slap. You know, it smacks. Pilo, Pilo be getting mad about that one. I don't know, man. It's a Bay Area shit. It's a Bay Area shit, but in Seattle, everyone be saying food slaps. So it's like, I, I guess we have to stop that. So now so. it's getting to the point where you have cooked up a bunch of shit that you are happy with, it seems like. And it seems like the cycle is starting, maybe? Like where... Yeah, we... Near the end of 2020 is when we kind of wrapped it up. And then we're still kind of like trying to like add in little last minute if we can like set it over the top kind of things. But yeah, yeah it's pretty... It's done now. It's done. It's uh, ready to go. And we're just working on the rollout right now. How are you preparing yourself for if something really great happens and if nothing happens? Man, I'm preparing myself for if nothing happens in the sense of... Like if it, if it's another reckless endangerment. You yeah, know yeah. And I, and I hate doing that because I of feel course. like... Because like if reckless you endangerment... Yeah, you can't think that. That's so fucking lame because like one, that album's tight to me and two, like it helped a lot of people, bro. So it's like for me to... I, I, don't, I hate to use it as a metric of like disappointment in my own life but i'm just trying to be real about it so yeah yeah you're an artist you have to think yeah you know what i'm saying so um, here's the thing that that i think a lot of people who aren't um so connected to a body of work don't understand is that when you put it out into the world it always feels a little anticlimactic because you're always so extremely proud of it and you're like this is it i've done it i've made the best thing i could possibly make and you get so caught up in your own narrative and then if it becomes like a fart in the wind you're like wow maybe i just don't have it like that's what yeah happens. that's that's definitely that what was happens. every record i ever put out i'm like i don't have it <laughs> yeah and also i just wasn't putting i wasn't putting them out i wasn't setting myself up to be happy regardless like yeah i would put them shits out in hotel rooms by myself and just you know what i'm saying yeah like and that shit is terrible for you i'm just like on my phone all night watching watching the numbers watching numbers watching all the response and then yeah. and then yeah and then when you're so focused on that too in real time you're feeling everything of like okay uh, yeah okay uh, yeah okay uh. and so how does this feel different than that this feels different than that because one i've grown up in the sense that like i've learned that nothing matters but in <laughs> everything matters and nothing matters but that's very freeing in the sense of like bro if this shit blows up or if it doesn't it doesn't really matter no you know what i'm saying yeah. and that but that's a i don't want to be like dark with the, about that shit I, I literally mean in the sense of like 
it's in a thousand years from now, ain't no one gonna be talking about Travis Thompson. You know what I'm saying? Or Jay Z, or Shakespeare, whoever the right. fuck. It's not. We're not gonna be here. Legacy doesn't exist. Yeah, no, you know that's what, what I always say. I'm like the only person anyone remembers from two thousand years ago is Jesus. That's what the fuck I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah. bro. Like, like a thousand years from now, people are gonna be like walking a mile to get their water and electricity, yeah. and be like, oh, I found this CD that has that says Jay Z on it. I'm always like, uh, th- think about how famous Humphrey Bogart must have been during his time. In a hundred years, no one is gonna have any fucking clue who Humphrey it, Bogart and it is. Won't have yeah maybe it will I, yeah so I one I already know that like there's like features on this shit and there's songs on here that it's like it'll do something you know what I'm saying it'll do it'll definitely garner it'll get us to a new place so I'm already kind of just like who's the features hey man and we got I'll let a few go we got Westside Boogie on there oh yeah that's the homie he's we, been in here yeah yeah no he's the homie for real we got Kyle on there oh he's all, all kind of neat people yeah, we got uh, Code of the Friend on there. Okay, that's not. So, I mean, yeah, we got crazy features on it. So I know that I'll get to a place of like, will, something different will happen. I'll be in a different place for sure. How I'm preparing for it not being exactly what I want is that like, I have no control over that. And I think I'm not, I've done, I've done a lot of growing up in the past year. And I, I that feels like a, the least grown up thing you can say. But I just don't, I've just learned that I don't have control and I'm not so caught up in my own narrative of like, mm-hmm. it has to be like this, it has to look like this. Cause it's like, all, for the longest time, I felt like I had to follow the, not like blueprint creatively, but the trajectory blueprint of like the people I looked up to. But then I like think about who I am as an artist and it's like, no, there is no other Travis Thompson. I really only can carve this shit for myself. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, that's how I'm like, like going into the shit of like it's gonna do what it's gonna do and i hate when people say like it'll be what it's gonna be and you can only because it's like i feel like it i was never or like it's if it's meant for me it's meant for me because none of this shit was meant for me you know what i'm saying i was never meant to do any of this shit like you feel me but i'm just going into this shit of like i don't have as much control and it is what it fucking is you know what i'm saying i don't know it's not a serious I always say high hopes and low expectations, you know? Yeah. I have high hopes and low expectations. I have, I have high hope. I have, like, super high hopes that it, it'll be loved. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I just know that, like, I, I wrapped my ass off on it, and I made, like, melodic songs that are super, like, tight. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's a, gotten a different reaction than I've ever gotten from people. So it, it, like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's funny to hear the existential crisis shit um, from someone, one, as young as you, and two, who's made it as far as you have because like the first time I talked to you when you were 20 freshly 21 or whatever and you're like bro at the skate park we used to listen to knock steady and like that was my shit and like I started rapping because it like dumbfounded yeah, yeah. in you and yada yada and, I, and I'm like bro you made it way farther than I ever have <laughs> No, and I, I get not, you, man. maybe not quite as far as Jonathan has, but f- way farther than I did. And I always talk to George about this too, who I know you're close with, with mm-hmm. Watsky, where I'm like, you know, you have to take a step back and look at what you've accomplished and know yeah. that you've made it so much farther than 99.9% of the world. And even though yeah. it's not where you hoped you would be or you think your potential is or whatever, like you're still doing it. Exactly. Music bro. pays your fucking way. That's what the fuck. Yeah, no, you the, are the, doing it. The album was originally called like Purgatory or like Between Heaven and Hell. 
And then I was just like, nah, I want to That's too negative. That's what I'm saying. That's literally what I thought. I was, I was like, I was like, you're not in purgatory. You're, 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 you've already won because you've already, like I said, you are living the dream that I wanted to live and never got to. And I'm not, and I'm not upset that I never got to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel you. Because I tried at least. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, 100%. You're not failing. You're still succeeding. Boom. That's what I had. That's what all of 2020 was. You know what I'm saying? Of me having to, bro, I swear to God, like, I, I, I remember being like on the reservation and like i was wearing a bape shirt yeah right and this kid comes up to me and he's like he was like grabbing it and he was like i had never seen a native in bape and i was like oh my god i'm such a dickhead yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah like bro i've done some cool shit like yeah it's not where i want it to be but no one's where exactly where the fuck they want to be no. maybe i can make an album about yeah. that maybe i can yeah. have the feeling of being like oh i'm on the cusp of, of being a better person yeah. of being a like a bigger thing i'm on the cusp of whatever the next thing is so that's what yeah i just know so many artists who are so fucking big comparatively to other to other people who are like just where it's not working for them Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah but because they're not where drake is or they're not where jack harlow is or they're Mm -hmm. not where whoever the popping fucking person of the moment is yeah they're like this isn't working for me but it's like Dog, you're like touring and you're being a musician and you're yeah, like bro. doing all that stuff. Like yeah, you're, and I'm, you're doing it. And I'm perfectly fine, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, bro. That's that's what all of 2020 was for me was learning. That, I mean, of course, like some things went happen that I just had to like, like just family shit that I had to like do some growing up on and different things like that. But like, yeah, man, I just learning that I'm fucking fine. And I'm just like, I don't need to like see myself. Keep up with as the Joneses. Like, keep up with the Joneses or like just stop expecting so much out of myself and feeling like everyone else expects so much out of me and assuming the responsibility of changing everybody else's life. Yeah. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Cuz you can only take care of so many people, man. Yeah, it's, and I don't want to portray it of like like I'm like I'm popping feeding motherfuckers or nothing like, but I yeah, I definitely like I I like don't want my manager to have to clock in. Like right. that's fucking lame. Yeah, it's cool to be on BET awards, but like my dad has a job. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like hard. So every time I take a step back, it's like, yeah, I've done these cool things, but it's like, I got to do this. 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 And it's like, I've learning a lot that I can only do what I can do. And at the you same time, me? you know what? Like your dad's proud of you, bro. That's what I'm, that's what the fuck I'm saying. Like, like your dad's proud of you. Your dad doesn't expect you to fucking pay for his house. Your dad's happy <laughs> that you're making money and that you're not, that you have your own house. No, nah, I mean, Just I don't think you. that way. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah, no, I'm not trying to like, yeah, I'm not trying to go back to use you as the therapist. Nah, go ahead. But I'm I'm just explaining that that's what I'm like. That's what I'm learn. Uh, yeah. like, learned and I'm learning. Yeah, um, the first time that I met you, you had only one tattoo, maybe two. tattoos. I had just gotten the Ambom one. That was yeah. my first, literally my only tattoo. Yeah, so now you're like tatted up. What, just, what's and only like this arm and the hands and shit. Yeah, we have this. I don't know. We we have the opposite arm tatted up because I have my the right. F- I just finally finished my whole right arm. Uh, nice. It took me eight years <laughs> i mean i feel it bro like i was so lazy all of this it. shit happened like most of it happened in one year and the rest has been a very slow process because it's like i just got annoyed of it bro like one that shit hurts two i'm getting charged too much because people think i'm a famous rapper yeah and see that's interesting because i the reason i started getting tattooed um more heavily like when i got my chest done it was like totally for free when i got mo- yeah everything from my elbow down uh, or elbow to wrist is all for free because i had like tattoo homies that were like yo your music's dope let me tattoo you for free dude I, when i first made music and didn't have tattoos i got that all the time yeah, yeah. and then tattoo artists were like fuck that yeah fuck that so now it's like a little piece they're like 
all right, that'll be three fifty, bro. Like, and I'm like, come on, man. And like, the other thing is that uh, you get what you pay for, really. Ex- exactly, like, and uh, yeah, but I don't want to sit here and complain about the prices. Well, of like you artists. have a beautiful like Teen Hearts tattoo on your hand. Yeah, he's dope. Uh, he's fired. And yeah, no, exactly. Like, yeah, that's an investment. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he, he he killed. I don't the know shit. if it's an investment. Like, they're never going to be worth more money. No, you can't I mean, sell an, these as an NFT it's or an, anything. It's, but. <laughs> it's an, don't don't do me like that. I could definitely sell an NFT, but uh, <laughs> it's an investment in looking cool. I guess. Yeah, for you know sure. What I'm saying? But and I'll. I'll I know that I've done the right thing because I'll go places and people who are tatted the fuck up will look at me and almost be like annoyed. I'll yeah. Go, Those are nice. You got some nice work. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I know I have nice tattoos, but uh, they definitely cost a little bit. I just got a tattoo from like a relatively famous tattoo artist. I think like, yeah, yeah. as far and as And they're like, popping. So I don't want to be like, oh, it's too much because run their fee. I feel it. I get you. No, money. absolutely. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to have him do my whole fucking back. He's so dope. Um, his name's Austin Maples. Shout out Austin Maples. Hey. And uh, it's interesting. Like when you go to a tattoo shop and you see dudes that are like really um, well-known tattooists, they're like they're not covered in great tattoos because they've been getting tattooed since they're like 15 literally bro yeah. all the people who tattoo me have are like covering old yeah. fucking pieces or like getting, just, la- getting lasered and starting over and or shit I'll, yeah or I'll be like hey I'm about to come back in a little bit they're like nah bro take your time yeah. I, I blasted myself before I was 25 and it's the, it was so dumb yeah yeah and I was like alright bet let me take my time you got your belly done or anything you got any nah, torso stuff I got, uh, I got one on my knee yeah. and then just on my arm and hands and stuff so yeah. you, you think they hurt I kind of like the process of getting tattooed I don't like the healing process I hate the healing process no I, ha- I, I hate all of it besides the, the feeling of going to the mirror and the, the wipe down and being like oh that looks hard yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying like everything else is so whack yeah. like, but I also I mean the people who tattoo me are also nice guys so it's cool to kick it with them and shit but yeah i don't i don't i don't i'm not addicted to the pain yeah. i don't fucking i don't get any no i don't get what everyone else is getting out of them besides you're telling the, me you don't come when you feel that <laughs> <laughs> bro damn near people that's how people be that's like bro like they'll get attached and be like i don't know i kind of love it though and i'm like what kind of weird shit is you on yeah. bro no no i'm not trying to i don't i don't i don't fuckers. love it i don't i definitely don't love the pain but at the same time like when people are like oh yeah there's numbing creams now i'm like that seems like a ripoff see Bro, I'll have I'll have people tell me about numbing cream for their little like hour long session on their arm, and I'm like, bro, come on, you don't need no numbing cream. For I that. mean, you're talking you're talking to somebody who sat for six hours on his ribs. That's in what one I'm saying. Go, like that where, can where that's an, like, that's what, where I'm like, you're gonna get a back piece done, you're gonna get your ribs blasted. Okay, yeah, put some numbing cream on there. But people will get like they're getting a, like a the forearm tattoo, and they'll put numbing cream on their shit and like plan out their. That's day a pussy or, shit. That's what it, I'm saying, bro. Like <laughs> ar- arms don't hurt at all. That's like yeah. that's a fact. Like and arms think, are arms are the easiest part. I think the thrill of tattoos for me. is is making the decision. Yeah. I don't think it's the I don't think it's the feeling or the it's the like the that's forever. I've stopped making the decisions. I just go up to a tattoo artist and I'm like, "Hey, I like what, your work. What just do, you think? do whatever you want to do on there, you know?" I'll always have an idea, but I'm like, "This is my idea. Do your thing to it because yeah. I don't want this. I don't want exactly what but I brought." But that's the in. thing is I've run out of ideas. I've gotten all the personal like meaningful trinket tattoos I can think of. I feel you. And so now I'm just like, "Hey man, do the stuff that you're good at, whatever you like it, because then it's going to come out the best. I set a date before I even know what I get. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, hey, you free this in three weeks? And I'll yeah. be like, yeah. And I'm like, well, what do you want? And then I'll yeah. start going on, like, looking through shit. Yeah, I, I just started letting this dude down the street do my uh, leg. And, mm-hmm. and I just go in and I go, this is an old one that I'm going to get covered. That's from when I was 19. Oh, wow. uh, so it's, this is a 30, no, this is a 20-year-old tattoo. Um, 
but so like that I would have I would have never picked that, but he was like, I have this flash. I was like, that's dope. Put it on me. And like yeah. this, and then this one he did, and this Damn. is like one of my like top five tattoos now. I that's fucking love that hard. tattoo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna do it randomly because I like doing I like doing spots. So he's like, I'm gonna make awkward spots because I like filling awkward spots. And I'm like, all right, cool. Okay, bet. What's it called? I get all mine over at the Liberty Tattoo in Seattle. They hook me up. Yeah, Shout out cool. Liberty Tattoo. Yeah, man. Kind of neat. Brought to you by Liberty Tattoos. Seattle. <laughs> Stop by when you're in the... <laughs> no. Yeah, man. Um, you don't have the same responsibilities that everyone else has. You are, have to be a self-starter. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, what do days look like now? Are Because a lot of people will sit and say... Yeah, bro. I'm just always grinding. I'm always, yeah. I'm always on on the job. But it's like sometimes you just got to sit on the couch and fucking do nothing yeah. in your boxers. So I uh, I won't lie. I definitely am always thinking about music, and I'm trying to get to a point where I'm not like like I'm so consumed by this shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'd love to get to a place where I'm like I can like unplug. So yeah, I'm always thinking about it. But I wake up and I live with people and I kick it with people. All of my closest peoples aren't rappers or musicians, really. Yeah. So they're like. There are people who can't get until five or six p.m. So I, I wake up. I'll, I'll go to the skate park. I'll kick it, make myself some food, smoke at the house. Go, and a lot of the times it was like I don't have shit to do, so I'm going to make music. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm comfy in the sense of like, oh damn, I don't have a job to go do. So I, I'm literally stuck here. I have to work. You know what I'm saying? And so the days, yeah, day days look like I'm a I'm a daytime studio person too. So I like See I'll you. wake up, hit the skate park go to the studio from like 11 to like six or seven and then try to come home, get dinner with my girlfriend or like make dinner with my girlfriend. And then like at eight or nine, I'm saying I got like the homies over usually every night because I live with Mm -hmm. mad people. And like, I got friends in the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yes, day start with hit the skate park, hit the studio, come home, eat dinner with my girlfriend, hang out with her and my friends in the living room and just kick it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's mainly what the days look like now. And if I'm not going to the studio, I'm just locked in my room again, like making music. Do you have to do um, like a lot of Zoom meetings with the label and shit like that, or do they just kind of leave you alone? I know I have to get on a call with my manager like every other day or every day, but he usually does the Zoom shit, and then I'll hop in the Zoom shit, and it takes me like five minutes to get signed in because I don't. It's been like two months. I'm since so I last bad Zoom. at Zoom meetings. Dude, it, every time I get every time I get on a call too, for, or every time I get on the Zoom, it takes me a second to get started, and they make the same joke. Of like, you still can't still haven't figured it out. Still haven't figured it out. I'm like, bro, I don't do this shit every day. Y'all, this is all y'all do. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, I listen here, nerds. <laughs> yeah, for real, bro. Like, or like, I'll pick up a pen to write something down and be like, holy shit, I haven't touched a pencil or a pen in months. Um, well, we've been talking for a, a long time, which is great because I love catching up with you. No, yeah, this yeah. is fine, man. What are, What are we gonna do? What like uh, you're gonna perform a song? Yeah. You, you... Oh yeah, dude. I'm gonna do Crossfaded. It's the first single off Boulevard Boy, my album that's about to come out this summer. Off Boulevard Boy. Boulevard Boy. Ambomb. Ambomb Boulevard? No. So and, Yeah, I mean, technically, it's kind of like Ambomb Boulevard Boy. It's like the, the second. And, but I don't want it to be a second. I just kind of want it to feel like an, a, a piece that kind of ties it together a little bit. Hell I don't yeah. want it to be a, 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 a sequel. Sequel. I don't want it to be a sequel at all. Yeah. When does the record drop? Are you it drops this summer. The It drops this summer. In a few months, yeah. But the first single comes out May 28th. May 28th? Yes. Oh, that's perfect, because can yeah. I put this out on May 26th then? Yes. Okay, good. Um. Anyway, okay, we've done enough bullshitting. This is going to be so hard for me to edit, because- I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah, no. I, I, this, no, this me, not you. you I enjoyed this time. I think people are going to get you did a lot out of it, bro. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, no, we said absolutely. some real shit. We did. So, before we get out of here, 
tell the people like what to expect and when and where to find you online. You expect a crazy fucking album, in my opinion, with some cool people on it that I've been looking up to for a long time with production from my friend Tyler Dops, who like he also went through some shit in his life and it kind of made him level up musically. And you can expect an album full of like, I don't know, vulnerability and hard ass songs and just like, I don't know, an insight into what makes me me. And a bunch of crazy videos and yeah, man, I don't just a continuation you, of the you, shit. You did way more. That's that was a great answer. My bad, bro. No, that yeah. was a fantastic answer because I thought you were just gonna say, look, you can look forward to Boulevard Boy dropping this summer. But you answered a question very thoroughly. Hey, man, I'm, tr- I'm trying. That was great. This is the first interview I've literally done since anything. Since my last interview when we remember when <laughs> yeah, we did a skull candy one? Yeah, no. This is our third podcast. Yeah, you, man. We're in the trifecta. Yeah, man. My bad to keep being like, hey, you wanna hang out with me for an hour on on a microphone. You can just come to the house, bro. I you mean can we just can, come hey, over. Don't do that because I really will pull up. Bro. You, I, I need my I need my son to meet more people. So please hey, come, honor, come hold him. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh that's what you can expect. Yes, that's what you can expect. Yeah. Tell the people where to find you online. You can find me at Travis X Thompson um everywhere across the board and there'll be something special real real her soon on boulevardboy.com b-l-v-d-b-o-y.com like a whole experience that i've been working on for a long time that's like i don't think anyone's ever done it so wow yeah no it's really tight i've never done any i've never been in like the the website guy really so i'm like but i'm like how do i put out an album that with a cool experience and we made a website that i think is gonna be really tight sick man yeah man hell yeah well, thank so, yeah, you for stopping it, by. Hey, yeah. thank you for having me. Bro. I'm excited. I love doing this shit. Yeah, of course. It's great. It's always great talking to you. I'm so proud of you. Thank uh, you bro. I know that you're not trying to hear that validation anymore, but <laughs> I am. You've no. come a long way from when we first met, and you've come a long way from when you used to hit me up on Instagram as a little teenager. You know thank what I'm saying? You, man. So, like, I'm you're crushing it. Thank you. Um, bro. Yeah, of course. My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition. Uh, at least Travis used to know me as Intuition. Yes, you sir. can follow me online at It's Intuition. You can follow us as a unit at Kind of Neat across all platforms, including TikTok. TikTok. Uh, you can follow my man Avery Kentis behind the boards making the shit sound buttery at Avery Kentis spelled with a K. Uh, kind of neat.net where everything is wrapped up in a pretty package and youtube.com where you are going to see Travis Thompson perform. I already forgot the song title. Crossfaded. Crossfaded. That said, that was Travis. Yes, this sir. is Lee and this was kind of neat. Dead silence afterwards. My bad. I didn't know what she wanted. I thought. She-